Hello and welcome to the Even Steel Cracks podcast with me, Jordan Losman. And me, Callum Martin. And together we're part of Larry Laughs Comedy. We will be bringing you this podcast. It will have some opinions in, mainly from me, that not everyone will agree with. There'll be a little bit, cancel that, there'll be a lot of swearing throughout the podcast. So please stand by. We'll also be discussing themes about mental health and possibly suicide. So if there are things that you might find distressing, you probably don't want to continue listening. So pop your headphones in, strap in or strap on, and we'll go ahead. Hello and welcome to Even Steel Cracks episode six. Hello. We have a special guest of us again today for the third time Friends. running. It's, well, it's my friend. Callum likes to think it's his friend, but he's specifically <laughs> mine. So, yeah, it's uh, funny. I've never had a friend on the podcast yet. I know, and if you don't take them headphones off, you look like I fell off something about Mary. He was like, you team my baseball? You team my wiener? So, yeah, we've got um, Craig Riley with us. Introduce yourself, pal. Now then, my name's Craig. Um, I don't know. What, I don't, what do you say about yourself, well, really? Tell us, tell us what you do. What, what, what you do and where you come from? Yeah, it's like fucking yeah, Silla Black. from Middlesbrough. Um, I've, knew, I've knew Geordie a while up now. Up the borough. Up the borough, yeah. Um, I'm a rigger. But I don't work what offshore that, anymore. What does that mean? I mean, basically is. means I just lift stuff for a living. Right. Either with my hands or with other things like cranes and stuff. Like your dick. Like well, you're that manly. Yeah, it's not that it, it, balls. Just not, like to uh, point out the fact that Craig's been in my house five minutes and Callum's already referred to as dick. <laughs> it's not that sort of party. We need to change these lights fucking pink. <laughs> no, you so you're not working offshore anymore, though, are you? No, I work onshore now. I work, um, I work in a place that... Well, I'm not, I'm not really supposed to talk about it, but... You don't work for fucking MI5, uh, you know? Well, I don't work for... I work for the MOD, though, so oh, it's, all, it's all about that. Fuck it, I didn't realise we had James Bond on the podcast. <laughs> Callum's just got even more of a hard on. <laughs> Make you sign a piece of paper so you don't know how to talk about it. Right, so that was a fun episode. We'll uh, catch you next week. <laughs> so we've brought on a guest that can't disclose anything he does. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more. No, so um, you did work offshore, didn't you? I did, Before. yeah. I worked offshore on the wind farms for five years. How did you find that? It was good. It was um, yeah, it was interesting. It was, you don't was, sound convinced, though, do you? Really? You, I was, like, I was, it was ten years ago when I first started. I, was, I started off as an apprentice, and is it just, very? Is a wind farms very different now to what they were? Because they look the they're, same. They're just bigger. Just Everything's bigger, bigger now. Right. Everything bigger and heavier. So it takes so lifting. Bit like you, Callum. <laughs> ten years ago, you were not as big and heavy. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> they're just getting more complicated. They're getting there's there's more to them. There's more parts to put up. Fair enough. Um, but the, everything needs to be bigger to lift them. So why did you why did you fuck it up? Uh, it was it was one of them. When you're working away and things like that, you don't realise how how mentally draining it can be when you're yeah. spending four weeks away at a time. You're missing stuff. You miss birthdays. You miss Christmases. You miss miss everything. And then when something major happens in your life and things like that, it's it, it's one of them where you you can't just come home, or you're just about to go away and you've got bills to pay, so you sort of just you sort of like don't know your hands are tied really and you can't you feel do a lot like about it. Well, you're trapped by the lifestyle, aren't you? Yeah. I'm the same now with working offshore. Like, I'd love to stop doing it and do something that I feel would be rewarding, like a paramedic, for example. I'd love yeah. to do that job. I think that'd be mega rewarding, but to get like what 20 grand a year max as starting off as a paramedic something like that well, yeah. like mm. I wouldn't be I literally wouldn't be able Bear to do that you'd have yeah. to be a student for four years first yeah. like 
So that's a problem now, though, isn't it? Like you say there about missing things and that, and we spoke on the phone before, didn't we? Like yeah. everyone thinks that you've got a rock star lifestyle, don't they, when you work? Well, away? yeah, because it's, it's the Instagram life. You see all you see, they see your holidays, they see what you've got. Like you say, you like I, I live on my own. I live in a, a three-bedroom house on my own. People come to my house and they go, oh, "It's lovely in here," but they yeah. don't realise what it's took and what you've actually sacrificed to get what you've got. Yeah. Whereas yeah. people just think it's sort of like you just go away, you have a doddle. Because, yeah, you do you do put pictures, you send pictures to your mates where your feet, you, you're doing that all day. Well, like it's so windy, you do nothing. Time, every time I speak to George, he's got his feet up on something. Yeah, well, it's like If, the, if the, any of my bosses are listening <laughs> now, Callum's just trying to be funny, that's not true. Oh. <laughs> and every time I ring Callum, he's always stealing stuff out the storeroom for the NHS. <laughs> so I uh, just thought I'd add that one in there. Yeah, <laughs> if we're fucking blading each other. No, but it's true, though, isn't it? Like, you do it's think, like that, you, you get you present what you the get... life you want to lead. It's like yeah, when yeah. I was away in, in London... I spent 18 months tra- like commuting backwards and forwards from London and I yeah. was away for four nights a week. And I'd message you all the time, wouldn't I, Jordan? I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm out for dinner here. and But you're eating on your own. Yeah. Like, I'd be going out for nice dinners and stuff. And, like, you, you know, don't say I, that, I have like, an you expense don't say account that, and all that sort of stuff. But I was also sat in, like, in a restaurant eating steak with a book. Yeah. While everybody was out having, like, nice date nights and stuff like that. And you just sat there thinking, fucking hell, I wish I just had someone to go home to. That's nothing to do with the job, that's because you're a fucking creepy <laughs> cunt. That's not... <laughs> behind my book, cut little holes in the newspaper. No, but you'll do the same as I do, like, Greg, when I put stuff on Instagram there, like, I'll take pictures of a fucking tomahawk steak and, like, five-star yeah, holidays and yeah, stuff it looks, like that. It looks but... like you, you, you've got a, a lifestyle, like... Even that, I, to be fair, I'm not that type of person. I don't do that sort of thing, put pictures there. Mm. I might do it like close friends and stuff like that, but I'm not extravagant in that way. But what I have got, I've, like, it, it's nice stuff. You worked hard for you it, just though, buy you? nice things. Yeah. So, do you ever think you'd go back offshore or not? I always toy with it. It's the, the four weeks, like the wind farms now, it's four weeks on, four weeks off. That's like the, the, the rough, like, rotation, which is which I did for five years. So where are you staying if you're on four weeks on, four weeks off? On a vessel. You stay on a vessel in the middle of the sea. Oh, obviously moves about. Obviously moves about. All these vessels for the wind farms now, like they've got legs basically and they go into the sea and they lift up to become a yeah. platform. Like, like a jackal? Like, yeah, it's a jackal right. vessel. Oh, yeah. right, okay. That's what most of them are with big cranes on them. Right. Four weeks is a long time though. Four like... weeks, well, to, anyway, four weeks is a long time to be in. If you'd like being in your house, if you're in, in your yeah. house for four weeks, it'd be, it'd be hard work. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like... On, on a platform in the middle of the sea, it's not like you can... You can't just go anywhere, walk, no, can you, you can't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you walk around, you, you become very militant in the yeah. way you do everything. So for four weeks, you get up at the same time, you have your breakfast at the same time, mm-hmm. you have your dinner at the same time, you watch the same TV programmes because they will get you through the day. They're the ones that get your head right. right. You, you go to the gym at the same time, you have the shower at the same time, everything, and then you come home, and, and then it's hard when you come home as well to readjust. Yeah. I was just going to say that. It's rock Did hard. You find it hard coming yeah, home. I so do. First three or four days, it, it kills you because you're used to like you're not. It's not a normal lifestyle. You're with loads of ninety. Don't get wrong. There's women out there and stuff like that, but it's ninety-five percent blokes. Yeah. And you're used to swearing. You're used to saying what you want. You're used to no holds barred in what you say. Yeah. And then you come home, you start swearing. You swear in front of your mum. Your mum kicks off. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Come on, you're swearing every other word. F this, F yeah. that. That's it. But and then it takes it to two or three days to. Re- yeah, podcast. yeah, I know. But <laughs> no, it's true though, because you do. Because like you, you come back and like you said there, you're working with ninety five percent of men most of the time, and you'll be talking about like shagging or 
smashing birds and that when you used to be single. Like, <laughs> I was going to say. If uh, Katie's listening, I've never talked about that in my life. But, um, <laughs> ever. Ever. I've only got eyes for you. Ever in my whole life since the day I was born. Even but, before you. Yeah. But um, no, like, because you do, you, you've just got that different level of banter, haven't you? And then you come back and I've done it before. You've been stood in the post office or something and, and like someone will turn around and be like, oh, it's a nice day, isn't it? And you'd be like, nah, it's fucking freezing out there. And people would be like, oh. Yeah. Like, because you've just dropped yeah. the F-bomb, do you know yeah. what I mean? But you do that if you're on the rig, like, you don't even think twice about it. No. So it is difficult. And did you find as well when you came back, if you work shifts, your head's fucked for, like, days? Like, if you've been on nights If you've been on nights, if you're on, on nights, you, well, normally what you do, you try and pull yourself round on the way home, so you normally get drunk on the way home. That is, you get drunk yeah, on the literally. way home, you get drunk on the way home, yeah. and then whoever picks you up, they're like, why are you so drunk? Right, well, I've just done four weeks of nights here. Yeah. And you've been up for, like, 36 hours. Then your hangover kicks in the next day, and then it's a, then you have to pull yourself around, and it still takes you a couple of days extra. Yeah, but then bearing in mind, it might be like your wife or your missus or your partner or whatever picks you up, and all they kids. see, yeah, your kids, all they see is you coming off the helicopter just, or the plane, you're drunk. fucking smashed, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. And they just think, look at the clip here, but it's you've had four weeks, you've had, you had time away though, with no drinking that as well, and then as soon, soon as you get a load of lads all in dry, one room, yeah, you can't yeah. drink it. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, like on the wind farms and all that, we drink it. The only time you ever get a drink is if you come into port. But even then, you're not really supposed to be going out and getting wrecked. Yeah. But you like do. You can, you can have a couple of beers. You can go and have a couple like, of beers, yeah, if you're in Holland or Germany or somewhere like yeah. that. They'll they love it over there. So you go to these little fishermen towns and it's like a Euro bottle. So oh. you get 15 lads who haven't had a drink for three or four weeks. Yeah. All going into a bar. All, it's a, like, it's a Euro all bottle. And cash because they've spent no money yeah, spent yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spent now and then, as you can imagine, there's some states that come out of them shit. It's exactly the same as the forces though, isn't it? Like when they bring them back through Akateri and they just lace them with beer because it like, yeah. helps to... It's very, acid. very similar to the military yeah. being offshore. Like what you said, the whole mindset is militant. And yeah, then just get your head in a place. You otherwise, do. your head... Your head can disappear very, very quick, especially if something happened. Like, I've known it with exes and stuff like that, and you've been away. The staff farting your head and stuff while you're away. But they don't right. realise that that it's magnified by 100. Yeah, because you've So, something little, you might have a little tiny argument. Then the next thing, your, head, your head's battered, and you're going, Why are you doing it, I mean? And then you end up with a three day argument just because yeah. you're annoyed because they said one thing wrong. Or the flip side of it is you have an argument before you go away, and then you're on a fucking rig. For four weeks, thinking, "Fuck it, what is she doing? What have I said? What is she thinking now?" And then being on there, it's like being in prison because you cannot get out. If you can hear crackling in the background, my dog's eating a fucking stick, so that's what it is. But um, <laughs> you can't. You, your head goes mad off there, and sometimes you just think I need to get off here and go home, but you can't. You're like a helicopter ride away. Do you know what I mean? Or or vessel to vessel transfer. So yeah. you can't just be like, "Right, I've had enough of this. I'm going home." Yeah, like you can't just ring your boss and be like, "Sorry, can I go home?" Well, you time? can. But then that'll start alarm bells ringing because they'll be like, why is he wanting to leave? And then you're fucking blacklisting yourself because you're like a fucking head case and you're getting yourself off early. Oh, so that okay. highlights it. So you've just got to crack on really, haven't you? You're also after, you spend a lot of time in your own head as well because you live with blokes as well for four weeks at a time, wherever you You can't take it out on them because you have to live with them. Yeah, yeah. You have to work with them for a 12-hour shift every day for the next 28 days. Yeah. So you can't, it's one of them. Like, everything's magnified. Yeah. It's hard, like you said, the, the muddy lifestyle of it, that's great. But people don't realise the amount it does batter your head. Yeah, like people think it's all good and well. Yeah, but, yeah. But to be and, and we've had this conversation loads of times, haven't we? About like, yeah, you do get paid well for it, but 
there's there's a lot like there's a reason you paid that what you paid. Well, it's fucking dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Like, Stain, the things you're doing is dangerous. Then they also know that it, it disrupts your family life. You can't. Like, don't get wrong. If you get a month off, yeah, you can book holidays and stuff like that. That's not always convenient. No. That's not always convenient for if you've got kids. They're yeah, at school. Yeah. You can't just take them out of school. Yeah. And then also your mates and that as well. You come home. You think well, you, I, I've got all this time? Yeah, I've got all this time. I want to go out now. It's Thursday. I want to go. Out. Like, no, I'm, I'm at work tomorrow. I can't go out. Oh, I'm skinned. Like, prime example, like you'll ring me in the middle of the day and you'll be like, "What are you doing?" And I'll be like, "I'm at work." And you'll be like, "Sack it off then." I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't do it because it's my job. Like, <laughs> I said to Callum, I've been like, "How much are you going to pay you today?" Right, I'll pay you that if you come out with me. And he'll be like, "No, fuck off. I've got a job. Bye." Put the phone down on us. But you get desperate to see people, don't you? Yeah, because you're fucking by yourself. Because otherwise, you're yeah, sat in the house on you your own. Come home. Obviously, Katie still goes out to work. Franco goes to nursery or whatever, and then you're just rattling around the house on your own. Yeah. So I started doing podcasts. See, I work. Th- <laughs> I work three. I only work three days a week now, so I've got four days a week off. Right. But even I'm still. It's still very sim- similar now, where I've got time off, and you're like, what do I do with it? You end up doing too much in a day, then you burn yeah. out and then you kick off. Yeah. And then you spend all your fucking money and you're dying to go back to work because you've got one left. <laughs> it's true. Honestly, because yeah. when you go out, you don't go out like little. You've been out with me before. Oh my God. Like, we go fucking wild. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, we'll just fucking shots. get wrecked. Yeah, yeah. Shots. shots. And then you'll talk to some fucking cracker next to you and you'll be like, shot. Do, you want, do you want a shot, mate? Do you want a shot? Yeah, yeah I'll buy a you know, you buy tray shot yeah. and you're offering yeah. that every You've got fucking Pervy Pete and fucking Jimmy Savile out here for a fucking boogie, do you know what I mean? Well, we've had that before, haven't we? Well, not Jimmy Savile, he's dead, isn't he? I don't know no, if you don't know if you hang around with him, but <laughs> I fucking don't. But when when we've been out, I mean, like, sorry, I thought I just turned everything off then, but I haven't. Um, Have you pressed record, you fucking daft bastard? Yes, yes, I pressed right, record. Um, but we've had that where we've been out and like we've just gone for it. Like, I mean, there was that night. Where I we love were... the fact that you use the word we there. You've never just gone for it. I've, I've gone for it before, and you've been like, "Oh, George, look, this fucking seventeen for fucking three hundred and fifty pound. There, why don't we just buy them? Why don't you just buy them?" That's absolutely not true. It fucking is true. Fucking we not. went into that place in Dalton, remember? And we stood at the bar, and I went uh, Avalon, and I said, "Oh, look at that deal there." Do you know? I just pointed out. I was like, "Look, they've got a fucking, they've got a, like a, a blackboard there. It says three for a five. I was like, "We'll have twelve. We'll have twelve <laughs> of them." And we stood with a fucking. It was called the three course meal. Remember yeah, the yeah, shot? Yeah, I remember the three course meal. Yeah, the you shot, ordered the them. drink and the. I, but I don't remember being in Avalon. So that that makes you not culpable, does it? So if you oh, went no. out and fingered your nana, and your nana the next day went, <laughs> by the way, Callum, you came round last night and fingered us, and you went, I don't remember that. It didn't happen. If you can't remember it, you can't remember it. Didn't, didn't happen, happen. Yeah, didn't happen see, at all. Yeah, sorry, it didn't happen. <laughs> you, can see, you can see Callum's fucking method <laughs> of thinking, <laughs> can't you? <laughs> Can you see the sweat? By the way, I don't know why... I'm well in court. <laughs> what were you doing while well, our nana was asleep, so I had a ginger biscuit and I fingered her. <laughs> but I don't remember it, though, so it never happened. I don't know why, of all the examples I could have used there, I fingered our nana. I don't know. Honestly, I don't Man's know. She's, she's mine is too. So she can't even put That's the fight. That's Freudian shit, that, isn't it? Oh, jeez, moving on. So I'll tell you what, that took some effort then, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so as she well as she said it was the best finger blast she's ever had. Oh, oh, oh fucking hell! Um, fucking hell! So I'm as well as drink, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I know. As well as um, as well as doing your work as well, you're also doing a little bit of singing, don't you? I do a little bit, yeah. So go on, promote yourself, mate. Tell us where we can find you. I don't know. I don't. To be fair to one of them, I don't. I I started doing it. I actually started doing it. It was a coping mechanism when I worked offshore. That's how it all started. Mm. I was in a bar one night with a load of all the lads and one of the, uh, my uncle was one of the deck superintendents and he was sat with all the engineers and things like that and one of the engineers could play guitar 
she went just down this little jam I um, and then on the the board there was like a recording studio upstairs so I mean this obviously obviously but yeah. <laughs> dead hard working I'm sure yeah, you know yeah, I know I know <laughs> Uh-huh. I've been seeing all Yeah, well, so, but yeah, yeah. So we went up and just started doing uh, just these just little went records. Up to the recording studio, banged out a demo track, sent it off to Radio One, and here we are. If you if you skip back seven minutes on this, you'll hear Craig saying, "Sometimes, sometimes, mate, you know, I'm alone with my thoughts off there. I've got fuck all to do." And then then you come to like this point now, and he's like, "So I was sat there with this lad. He played the guitar, so he fucked off the recording studio, and that was just it." That, that, you, I'm making that sound like there's a proper recording studio. There was a laptop and a mic. That was it. Oh yeah, it's what we've got now. I've worked twenty years for this laptop and mic. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, uh, you've got then, social media though, haven't you? Have you yeah, got any clips on there? Are you singing? Or? Yeah, it's all on, all on my Facebook. Uh, so what's your, what's your Facebook? So every all my socials is Craig Riley Music, Snapchat, Have Instagram. Have you done the Twisted Lip in Borough? I've sang there a few times, yes. I, I'm sure I've seen you there. Yeah, Callum is the one waving his pants above his head. I'm not as active. I used to be, re- before COVID, I was really like active. Eric I was like... Eric and Liz and all of that lot. Sorry, this is, must be boring <laughs> as fuck. For anyone listening, I'm just like listing people off. Anyway, yeah, I think I might have seen you live. He is really good though. He, yeah, is, yeah, he yeah. is really good. I'm not just saying that because he's sat next to us, but he's really good. So yeah, you have to you know say what I mean. I, I know. I, I, <laughs> I just want to me. Lock myself in my bedroom with my recording studio <laughs> in the West Wing. Oh, but if you if you go out to Craig Riley Music, is it? Yeah. yeah. Craig Riley Music and give him a check out. And uh, oh, good. Archie's fucking somebody else now. It's because he's better looking than you. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> he's got no loyalty he's that little Archie's not a dog by the way it's not my son he's not trying to shag Craig <laughs> <laughs> so um, what is it that you wanted to bring up anyway Callum I heard you had some points to talk about yeah well so interesting that you work for the MOD did you hear about this uh, student nurse who tried to blow up an RAF base this week no yeah she was found outside a hospital no he he was found outside a hospital see that my unconscious bias typical Um. He was found outside a hospital in Leeds with a an 11.8 kilo pressure cooker IED that he was going to take to a Yorkshire an unnamed Yorkshire RAF base. There's only one. Didn't know there's not. Well, there's only one that's worth bombing. No, there's not. What would you go to Linton? Well, if you'd have passed the military, surely, you would have known all all if you'd have been ah, an officer in the military, you'd have known there's more funny. than one Yorkshire. Surely base. they're all worth bombing. If they you are all. Well, Linton's not. There's now at Linton on who's? Isn't there? All right, then, here we go. <laughs> I don't Let's know, I'm just asking no, <laughs> I was in the area, there could be fuck all there. There's a volunteer gliding school and a bunch of cadets. That's Listen, they're important as well. They're people, <laughs> you spineless bastard. Ah, fuck, it was only a lot of cadets. Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> just innocent children blown, yeah. about, blown together with a fucking acty fry. It's sound, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah, an 11 kilo pressure cooker bomb, and then we're going to take it to, I'm presuming, Leeming, yeah. Because there's stuff there. Um, but yeah, student nurse found outside a hospital in Leeds. How so, do you know he wasn't the chef or something like that? He was just going to go He literally had a pressure cooker full of carrots. It was, really really it. It was <laughs> full of fucking plastic explosives yeah. and, and ball bearings. Do you know what? Callum, Callum, chicken. <laughs> Callum was just stereotyped there. He was like, there was this fella, right? And he looked like he'd been to Afghan before and he had a pressure cooker. So we lynched him. You fucking... <laughs> It's not actually been in the news, it's just something that I did. Earlier. Just Callum drove past RF Lehman, there was a fucking chef stood there with a fucking with a pressure cooker and he's grassed on him, you nasty bastard. So did he get caught 
and is he in jail? Yeah, yeah, he's been caught. Currently um, getting fucking fisted now, is 13 he? Thirteen point, sorry, thirteen point seven kilos of homemade low explosive mixture and a length of pyrotechnic fuse. That sounds like four lions. <laughs> Have you seen that, Easy? Yeah, yeah. Can I have twenty-seven bottles of bleach, please? <laughs> And a lot of peat. What is he, bro? Is he a fucking martyr or is he a Joe Frazee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking so, yeah, hell, there's John so cancelled again. That was, uh, yeah, that happened. So he didn't get away with it then? No, no, they found him. But I, I, I'm confused by the... Like, it wouldn't have been hard to find him with a fucking pressure cooker with him. He wasn't... <laughs> in, he, wasn't he wasn't fucking hidden, was he? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Walking around with a fucking George Foreman on his what, back. What? What confuses me is the fact that they caught him outside the hospital in Leeds. Like, why did he have the bomb at a hospital in Leeds before driving to a... a, a, a I mean, yeah. this Might isn't... Mr. Bus or something? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this isn't me trying to fucking egg him on, mate, but if you are listening from your prison cell, you were outside the hospital. That's a bigger fucking target. Probably. Surely. Yeah. It's hard to get onto RAF Lehman. I forgot I my past once and I lived the, there. I was, that's the other thing. Where was he going to try and bomb? Have you tried to get onto an... Well, obviously you have. I have. But, like, it's... I wouldn't imagine it's particularly easy to get onto an... I turned up at Lehman, right, in my car with my uniform on and Mm. my fucking beret on, and I didn't have my ID, and I knew the fucking guard, and he was like, nah, you need to go and sign in. Absolutely not. And I was like, what you fucking mean? That couldn't... It's me. And he was like, nah. So, little fucking Ahmed with his pressure cooker would have had no chance there, I'm telling you now. (laughs) He'd have been fucked. Uh, he was called Steve, actually. Fuck off, that's not his real name. No, he wasn't. Um, the man is said to have told... He was called Farouk. Um, oh. So Farouk is said to have told a man... Good strong name. felt like killing everyone before showing him a gun and then told the police he had a bomb. Go on, Farouk. Fucking yeah. hell, he's done that properly, hasn't he? So, yeah, Farouk. But I tell you what, Leeds. he's fucking miles away from RAF Lehman if he was at Leeds. What I don't understand as well is he's been charged in Westminster. Be a terrorist act, on it? Oh, yeah, okay. They've got to put him through, like, the high courts and shit yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. So, yeah, I think he's got the old Bailey, so yeah, that Yeah, you could, it wouldn't be the same putting him through Leeds Crown Court when they'd be, like, <laughs> fucking used to dealing with, like, rapists and shit like that and fucking yeah. big old Farouk rocks up with his pressure cooker. They'd be like, well, I don't know what to do oh. here. The gun wasn't real. Oh, wasn't it? No. It the bomb probably wasn't as well. Yeah, probably I bet not. it turns out to be bullshit. It probably um, was, like Craig said, a fucking load of carrots. Probably. Who a cunt just wanted <laughs> to go anyway, to work. He's, he's got the old Bailey. Is he? Yeah. Fuck so, Farouk. I know, yeah. Um, yeah, just didn't know if you would have heard of it because of work and stuff. Hmm. Um, Even if he did, he couldn't tell you. He could tell, true, yeah, tell you, but then he'd have to kill you. Because he's fucking James Bond and that. <laughs> Don't forget your pass when you go back to work. Are you fuck getting into, <laughs> into your nuclear naval submarine base? Which is obviously what it is. Especially with that active fryer that I'm going to give you a take on. Don't try and drive on with that there. Yeah. I, I swear, George like, just gave me an active fryer. I work for the MOD and I can't tell you what it is. All right, okay. And you're a, and you're a rigger. All right, so you you work at a nuclear submarine base. Cool, okay. See you next week then. See, yeah. this is be the last podcast we ever record because Callum was assassinated on the fucking 2nd of February 2023. <laughs> oh, fucking oh. hell. So what else has happened in the... I was just going to say, did I tell you that I've started dreaming? I didn't realise that I didn't dream until this week. So, no, but I bet this is going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> Go on. We've got fucking another half an hour. Fire on. Go on, fucking the BFG. Tell us your stories. I didn't used to... Apparently, I didn't used to have dreams. Didn't realise this. But this week, I don't know what's changed in my life. But it's probably that skincare routine. But I've started dreaming again. And they are fucking mental. Cool story, bro. Anything else to say, Greg? <laughs> are you joking? Yeah, so what's happening I'm with... fucking cunt. 
I never used the dream right, but then all of a sudden... This is supposed to be a mental health podcast. I think this constitutes mental health. Maybe, I I might, but you I didn't might... elaborate. You literally said, I never used to dream before, but was, but, but now I, I do. for a follow-up question. But now I do, so uh, yeah, cool. Next Who Sunday. told you you didn't used to dream? I'm, like, I'm baffled with that. <laughs> Surely you knew that you didn't dream before. Well, no, I just never realised. Like, it, you know when so- you don't realise you don't have something until... Did you write a diary or something and you just never wrote it down or something? Like, There's a lot of fucking blank pages, <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> but <laughs> dream book... <laughs> Sunday the 2nd of December. Blank. 20 years, no dreams. Or 900, Callum Martin, blank page. <laughs> Craig's got a point, because you went, apparently I never used to dream, like as someone told you. No, Callum, no. you know you've been dreaming, by the way. Oh, fucking hell, I wish I'd known. No. But like, you know when you... It's like Minority Report, didn't he? <laughs> Callum's, That's what it feels like. Callum's You've gone. You've been attached to a machine for 20 years and somebody's been stealing your dreams. Callum's, Callum's gone full on fucking Inception now. He's like spinning counters on the top of that. What's happening? Is this real? Tell us about your dreams then, pal. We've got all night. You haven't because you'll be dreaming soon. So tell us what's um, happened. So I had a weird dream um, where my ex, I had a dream about my ex, but it wasn't like a nice dream. Um, so she'd gained like 10 stone and had had three kids in the last nine months, um, which was quite strange. But I was almost positive that it happened and I had to like go on her Facebook and prove to me. Three myself. kids in a year? Yeah, That's which not, I know can't happen. Not logically possible, is it? I know it's not logically Triplets. possible. Triplets? Oh, oh, maybe it is. Fucking Google her now, see if she's got three kids. <laughs> see if the big fat cunt's got three kids. Go on, have a look. No, no. I, but I, so yeah, I had to go on like... Because I was convinced that this had actually happened, I was like, so yeah, I feel very unstable about the whole thing. That you're dreaming? Clearly. There's well, fucking starvation in the world and you're worried about having a fucking good night's sleep, you sad bastard. <laughs> but it's... I'm like, I'm not sure. I don't know what's real anymore. No, I get that, though. All jokes aside, because you know it's scary, I mean? isn't it? Like, I, I'm waking up... Like, sometimes I'm waking up and I'm like... Like, did that happen? Yeah. Did it not happen? No, I know I'm taking the piss out of you, but I've done that as well. I've woke up and had, like, them, do you know, proper vivid dreams where, like, you swear it's happened. And then yeah. the ne- and then you do, you end up going on Facebook and being like, fucking hell, did I kill someone? I've done it before. I've had a dream <laughs> that, like, yeah, you do. You've had, like, you've had, <laughs> like, yeah, you've had, like, mental dreams where you fucking ran someone over or something. And then, like, I've genuinely gone out the next day and looked at my car and been like, fucking hell, there's only blood on it. And it's yeah. not because I've had a dream. But, like, yeah, I get that. It is scary. Maybe have you changed your tablets out? No. Have you done anything different? No. And like the only thing I've done is I've started a skincare routine. I mean, fucking Elemis is good, like, but it doesn't send you <laughs> into the land of nod. Yeah, no, so I don't know what it is. But I wonder if it's because, you know, I was talking about, like, my routines and stuff before with, like, my ADHD. That you haven't got officially. <laughs> fucking hell. You haven't. Fucking hell. That's like me saying, do you know, like, when I talked before, before about my cancer, no one's told me I've got it. Like, it's fucking true. Do you know what I mean, my ADHD? We'll not touch on that, but yes, with your undiagnosed ADHD, right, yeah, yeah oh, go well, well, whatever, yeah. right? Oh, my God, yes, actually, <coughs> Sorry, call. sorry, that's my lung cancer. Carry on. Um, but, like, I wonder if, like, because I've been doing proper routines and stuff, like, I wonder if my brain's just less stressed. Or maybe my brain's more stressed because I've started a new job. There's a lot of changes that happen, don't there? You've got your new job, you've got a that's friend, it. you've that's, got me. That's, yeah. Um, 
and you started putting fucking moisture into your skin, so it could be a fucking, <laughs> could be a load of things, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's just a straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that last bit of boots moisturizer has pushed you over the edge, mate. You're like proper hydrated now. I'm just everything. spinning out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good though. It's good to have dreams, though. So at least, at least you fucking aspirations. And uh, yeah, yeah, none of them fucking come true for anyone that's listening. By the way, give up now. But no, it's it's true. Uh, it's good to have dreams, and that it takes you away from it, doesn't it? The dreams bit. are the best ones when you're actually the, you're having a dream about something, and then you wake up and you still think that that's happening. Yeah, I do it all the time. I wake up and think I'm gonna be late for work, <laughs> and then you start getting ready, and then you realise it's like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> You look at your watch and you're like, oh, fucking hell, it's happened again, it's two o'clock in the morning. Fully kitted up for work, ready to go. Boots the lot, I'm on the door. Your mum goes, the fuck are you doing? Greg's got his hard hat on his pressure cooker and he's like, fucking hell, it's two o'clock in the morning, bastard. Stood outside hospital in Leeds. My name's Farouk. Oh, uh, Craig, you're just dreaming. So you, so you're dreaming. That's good. That's good. Good progress. Yeah, made. sorry, I don't know why I thought that. So that's that literally your first dream that you've you, you think you've ever had because somebody ever. told you. <laughs> Not ever. I'm like, just, I just don't know. You can go. I'm old here again. Thirty-one. Thirty-one, and you've had one dream, <laughs> and it's about you. It's about <laughs> your fat about ex missus. About your ex having triplets. I've had some, <laughs> had some other dreams. But they're a lot less. That, that's the most entertaining. I had a dream about my toothbrush the other day. Fucking hell, you're really going for it now, aren't you? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'd love to be in your head. So, so the image, original story where you started off and you said you never dreamt before is a fucking lie because you have because you dreamt about your toothbrush. No, but that was after the dream about my ex. Oh, so, so it's that started, was the first it's, ever dream you've had. Was the first dream you've had. I remember, like for as long as I can remember, I probably was dreaming when I was a kid and stuff, but like. In, in recent times. So in 20 odd years you haven't had a dream? By the looks of it, yeah. Because I would wake up on a morning and I'd be like, normal morning. And then this week I've woken up and I've been like... Fuck, I'm a dad to three kids. <laughs> Literally though. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, that was a dream. And now I'm like, wait, hang on a second. Why don't I remember? Yeah, but have you, never had, have you never had that where you've been during the day and you swear something's happened because you've been in bed and you have dreamt it and you swear that it's actually happened? And you say, oh, that happened the other day, and then somebody goes, no, never. Like deja vu? Yeah, a bit like that. Well, that that's normally I've where dreams deja come vu, from. Yeah, not, a lot of that's to do with dreaming. Oh, is it? Hmm? Oh, okay. Maybe it... maybe you're not really here, Callum. Maybe oh, you're... stop. <laughs> maybe you're... I'm, I'm going to stop drinking now. Maybe you're in a, maybe you're in a dream now. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> who knows you might wake up tomorrow and be in bed and be like fucking hell <laughs> did I go to George's house hey, do you know if you ring me tomorrow and you say did you and Craig record the podcast oh I'm going to go you're gonna be like, I'm no. going to go who the fuck's Craig <laughs> you're about Mate, your mad cunt imagine if I wake up yeah Callum I thought it was weird they found you outside fucking a hospital <laughs> with, a, with a pressure cooker oh my God. and you told imagine everyone you were called Farouk <laughs> Outside Leeds, Leeds Infirmary. Outside Leeds Infirmary with a toasty machine. Yeah, don't, because I'm fucking. I'm, trip, I'm tripping out now as well. Toasty, a toasty machine in a loaf of warbins. <laughs> with a bag. I will get into the area! I will get in! Let me in! With a bag of carrots! Oh, do you know what, right? When I said that, I'm scared myself now. Holding like, a carrot! I've got a gun! <laughs> Fuck off, Callum. It's a carrot. I said, call me Farouk. <laughs> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ring you tomorrow and be like, Callum, do you know we haven't spoken in months, mate? Where have you been? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to end up in fucking Rosemary Park here. Fuck me. <laughs>
Hello, welcome back. Uh, you're joined by myself and Craig. Uh, Callum, we haven't seen him this episode. He's uh, He was talking about how he hasn't dreamt before a couple of days ago. So, obviously, I told him to sit this podcast out. And uh, then he started saying about how me and Craig came around and recorded the full episode. And to be honest, it's pickled my head. Is it pickled yours? I just, I, I'm just baffled by the whole situation, if I'm honest. I just don't know where he's got it from. He's so <laughs> Wake up, Callum. Wake up. <laughs> Callum's currently strapped down to the bed after we've uh, we've splashed his face with water. We've told him that everything is real and he's okay now. Are you all right, mate? Yeah, yeah. My face got splashed with water earlier, by the way, when I was fixing your fucking toilet seat. Um, Tomahawk steaks. No fucking toilet seat for how many years? Two years. Two years. I've had a toilet seat. Shake before. that like Johnny. I've had a toilet seat. I just didn't have a toilet seat cover because... I snapped it. No, the toilet seat wasn't, can it? You were resting a toilet seat on top of your toilet. <laughs> well, I'm obviously not going to take a picture of that and put it on Instagram, am I? I'd rather put a fucking tomahawk steak on there. So, yeah, I've now got a toilet seat and the flusher works. So, thanks for that. It's been two years. Yeah, I wasn't years, expecting actually. to give you a toilet to reach around today, but there we go. No, but it's the most action you've had in a long time. So it is. We've, uh, at least you've got something to reach around. Please. So, now we're back. I'd like to discuss something that I think you might be able to touch on, Callum, actually. Oh, okay. Um, being a member... A proud member of the LGBTQ. You can stop there. You don't need to do the rest of it. Plus, sound like you're about to do the alphabet. Plus, at the end, do you want? Do you want the full? The oh, full here thing? he goes. Fucking hell! Have you got your fucking rainbow stick on the back of your car? To back it up. Go on. LGBTQIA plus. IA. What's IA now? Uh, intersex. And Sounds like asexual. a TV model, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 I've just bought the new. This is the uh, this is the new LG BTQIA plus. <laughs> now comes with ultra 4K, 4K high definition. And Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, with you being a, a strong member of this community, yeah. I would like to ask you, right? What is a crack that I've seen recently on the internet with these non gender neutral non binary gingerbread individuals? Instead of a fucking gingerbread man, which is what it is. What's a crack with that? That is... Fucking horse shit. That's what that is. Yeah, it's horse shit. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. Really? So, and I'll tell you for why. And I'll tell you for why. All right, Mrs. Brown, go on. Um, No, what it is... Uh, who is it who's doing it? I can't remember. Is it Greg's? Mozzers? Mar- Morrison's? Mozzers. It's fucking virtue signalling and it's bullshit. It's the exact same thing that happens in July every year with pride and every, you know like during pride every fucking business puts a rainbow in the window and they're like oh we like the queers too for a month mm. it's not about corporate inclusion like it's it's bullshit virtue signaling it's a sales tactic is what it is but do you think that somebody's actually gone and said i don't like the fact it's called the no gingerbread man gives a fuck really what do you think mate I mean, there might be some people. If if I'm honest, I think Callum's going to touch on this one himself. I think I'll leave him to it. Well done. He's getting very passionate about it. (laughs) Craig's protecting his Uh, job there. Go on, Callum. I mean, like, I mean, it's my opinion, and I can say what the fuck I want. And uh, do you know what I mean? Like, I just—it's exactly that. Nobody needs Hewitt solicitors to stick a fucking rainbow sticker in the window. Like, I don't give a shit about your fucking rainbow sticker. Mm. Go fuck yourself. What I want is I want people in the LGBTQIA plus community to have oh, equal says that, that in says that like a pro, <laughs> doesn't he? To have equal rights and fair access to healthcare as needed. But they I do. don't need fucking gender neutral gingerbread people. What do you mean healthcare? They do have fucking equal no, rights, don't they? No, 
so like trans people people within the trans community don't have equal access to why like healthcare so like gender reassignment surgeries and things like that are incredibly difficult to to get like it's it's just and there's so many barriers put in place it's not like it's just difficult because it takes a long time it does take a long time but there's there's barriers like if you identify as trans like people just so like the medical and like i I work for the nhs i think the nhs is fantastic but the the policy that's in place prevents people accessing that healthcare. Mm. i agree because uh, i went and got my teeth done in turkey now the nhs won't touch me <laughs> like you I, identified as having whiter teeth and now identify as being better looking so yeah, yeah. And, the, but and now, when you went to your gp and you said i identify as having whiter teeth give yeah. me whiter teeth real well, do you know what mate right, right? I, I fucking wasn't comfortable in the way and this isn't a slur this is true i wasn't comfortable in the way i looked so I went and got me fucking lashes done. Now I look mint. Everyone that knows that knows me knows they look fucking sexy as fuck. The white is out. But I can't go to the NHS now to get a fucking filling. Yeah, because you've started to you you've had private healthcare. No, I haven't. I've I've had I've had healthcare out of this country. It doesn't matter if it's private. Because if I went to private healthcare in the UK and went to a private dentist and got veneers for thirty thousand pounds more, then a normal dentist would still touch me. It's nothing to do with private. It's a fact it was out of this country. Dunno. No idea. Well, but shouldn't I now be eligible to still get... Now, this is where it's going to go now, right? Shouldn't I still be eligible to get my teeth corrected in the UK because it's a part of my body, and even though I've chose to go and get it done somewhere else, I should still be allowed so to get... You can't get any dental treatment Which doesn't all to do with the warranties and things like that. No, because I'm not actually asking them to touch my veneers. I mean the ones that haven't been done, my back teeth. I can't get a filling in there now, which have not been touched by a dentist. Yeah, so that does feel wrong. It is wrong, isn't it? Because I've chose to get that done. I don't know why it's like that. There might be a reason for it, but on the face of it, I it's can't bullshit, see why. Yeah, it is. It's pretty shit. You didn't so. expect me to agree with that, did you? No, I didn't. I was quite shocked actually. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking nightmare! You also didn't expect me to fire in on the gender neutral. No, I didn't. I was sat here in shock. <laughs> I think you were expecting me to be like, "Yeah, they should be fucking gender neutral." Actually. And yeah. I'm like, "No, no one fucking cares." So I turning around and going, "Oh, well, that's a gender neutral cupcake." What about then? Book. All right then. What about see if I can get a rise it's out of you now? It's good. Yeah, fuck off. He doesn't need. Well, if I'm right, you're a gay man anyway, aren't you? So, I'm not gay. I'm pansexual, but yeah. Right. So it does, doesn't. You can use the term way, queer as well. Ah, well, I did. I was just trying to be can nice. Can you? Can you? Can I say? Well, I, I just. So I, well, I, I can't call you that. I identify. If you were trying to use it in a slur, then no. See, I'm. What, so I, if you were like, you're a fucking queer. Yeah, then but no, I wouldn't say that, okay. would I? I was, but you could say, as a queer man. As you could, as you could probably hear. By the way, I talked in the first place. I was a bit sketchy about the subject, anyway, but. So could I say? How you couldn't you do, call how, me. How are you doing? You're queer. Oh no, because that's you're using it in a slur. No, I'm not. I'm asking you how you're doing. Not like, oh, what a queer. Like that's a slur. But if I was to say this, my mate Callum, he's my little queer pal. Would yeah, that be wrong? I'd be, I would be okay with that. Not not that would not that I would use that because I think that is a bit of a slur. But it's hard now with what you can and can't say in it. Like yeah, because you do offend it's, someone it's all, one way or another. A lot of it, a lot of it is based on personal preference. Mm. So I'm I'm really comfortable with the word queer, and I actually prefer the word queer because it's just a bit easier than like if you turn around to people and you're like, oh hi, I'm pansexual. I mean, I never introduce myself as like, hi, I'm Callum, I'm pansexual. Like, it's not the first thing But you thing do I'm drop it in every fucking time you try and chat to a bird. Cause I remember being in Newcastle with you and you got about three seconds in, she was definitely going to suck you off and then you told you were pansexual. Oh, okay. So, uh, lesson learned. Don't say that. Just just be like, here's my willy. Do you, think, do you really think, though, that the reason all this thing with the gingerbread 
people, whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, do, do, you think, do you think it's going to be... Choice. Do you really think it's because there's not enough space in the counter and Greg's to do all the different, all the different <laughs> things? <laughs> Because well, I can't be bothered to buy a new, a new camera. Not they, they just can't be bothered. They can't be bothered to make blokes, <laughs> women. Do you know what I mean? Just, oh, imagine how many gingerbread people they'd have to make. For the record, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that and put that in that my set going I'm forward. Not even a comedian. You're absolutely not. I'm the queer one. I'm fucking taking it. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. I've patented that now. I'm gonna take it because that is fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good <laughs> fucking hell imagine you walked into Greg's room this is the full counter of gingerbread people <laughs> can uh, I have the um, <laughs> can I have the non-binary no actually fuck it I'll, I'll take the male one no no nah fuck it I'll have I the can't decide just give yeah. us one of each <laughs> sounds like one, you with your sexual one. preferences today <laughs> can I have the one with tits and a cock please <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking brilliant I think it is it is mental now like because it's obviously I know this sounds such a fucking straight man it's, thing to say, right? No, it's just people's trying not to piss other people they off. Are, That's right? all it is. That's all it is. You know they what, don't though? want to. Like, you... I appreciate it's people trying not to piss people off. And actually, like, when you look at it like that, it does mean that we've come, like, we've come yeah, quite far. Yeah, but we do run a risk of going too far. Yeah, but yeah, you know what? It's getting ridiculous. It is getting ridiculous at some points now. Is. Where it's like you're scared of... You're scared of saying anything to anyone in case you offend someone. Yeah. But the only people who offend other people about them topics are people who aren't clever enough in the first place to have them conversations. Yeah. Yes, that's good. That point. Is it's all it's intelligence. That's all. It's all. It's just. It's not even about intelligence. It's just about fucking social awareness. Yeah, like if you take if you took ten minutes and you went away and read about something, and then you came back to a conversation like at least semi-informed. And you didn't come at it from a perspective of like, well, I know what I'm talking about, so you're going to shut up and listen to me. If you came and you were like genuine, like most queer people, whatever sort of wherever they sit within that like little rainbow community, most queer people are more than happy to have open. What is wrong with you, Archie? <laughs> and my dog's got his the balls. The dog's gone sorry. absolutely ballistic because he's got his balls stuck under the table. And um, <laughs> sounds like you coming. <laughs> <laughs> but if if most people come to a conversation like open-minded and not judgmental, I would imagine that, at least for me anyway, the vast majority of people are really happy to have an open and honest conversation where with a person who's genuinely wanting to explore something and understand something more. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having those conversations. <laughs> um, I don't think there's... A, sorry, someone just opened a bottle of lemonade. You actually uh, made a louder noise than the lemonade. Probably, yeah. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with exploring those conversations if it's done in a respectful manner. Million percent? And you know what I mean? Million percent? million percent. Million percent. Million percent. No, a million percent. No, like, like I've just said there, it's, 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 about, it's about the way you come at a, a topic. Yeah. And right. 90% of it is, do you know what it is? It's, cause it's, it's the generational gap at the minute. Mm. That's what it is. He's me sounding intelligent, by the way. No, you are um, though, because no, you can talk about gap. it properly. Because, because there's the older generation now. Obviously, it's getting, it's it, it's moving, it's moving. Yeah. Like, obviously, I know it sounds sounds horrible. People are dying and stuff like that, and the younger people now coming through. If you've been born with something that's happening now, it's just everyday life. 
like it was like back then. The internet, like the internet's just there. We, yeah, we're used to it. You pick up your like phone, you spend our lives on our phone. Exactly, and I'm I'm totally comfortable exploring the internet. My mum, on the other hand, I'm not fucking... comfortable watching you explore the internet like. <laughs> 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 oh my god, we're, we're not doing an episode yeah. where we go through each other's search histories. No, I, I delete mine on purpose. Um, I try to use incognito windows when I can remember, but I did have a bottle of wine last night, so who knows? Who knows? Um, my internet search history does. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Yeah, so like, I'm totally comfortable like being out on the internet and using social media and all of that kind of thing and posting stuff like to Instagram and things like that. My mum's fucking terrified of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she thinks the fucking government are monitoring her. Yeah, well, like, she's not like, she doesn't have a tinfoil hat, but like... Not that you know of. I bet she's got. I bet she's got something tinfoil in her fucking oh, bedside cabinet. Shut up, hey Kathy. That's what uh, I think. That's what all this is is now. Everyone's yeah. trying to please everyone because yeah. it's it's impossible. Do you know but what I else think, is? But I think the other thing is just because some per, just because some people don't mind it doesn't mean that there aren't other people who do. Yeah, mind of course. It. Yeah. So read your and room. As, but yeah. also, yeah. So read like your you room. say, read your room. But if you don't like, if you're out in the street. Excuse me, that lemonade. Um, if you're out in the street, you don't know anyone on the street. Yeah, yeah. So you don't know if some. It's exactly the same as if I was walking down the street and, you know, somebody was talking about, like, was, I, I don't know, going on about stuff like Afghan or something like that. And, like, you don't know who else is around and you don't know how mm. that conversation could affect somebody else. But do you know what, though? Where I'm going to call bullshit on that, right, is not for you because it's a very valid point. But do you know one of the first things that people ask me when I've been to Afghan? What? How many people did you kill? Yeah. That's so fucking <laughs> That's insensitive. Straight. Million people. It's Straight. so Straight. It's so insensitive. Straight away. And if you didn't hear that, the first thing, it doesn't matter if you went there as a postman, a medic, a fucking rear gunner, anything. A log. The first, a log. Right. Prince Harry's getting all the shit. The first yeah, thing yeah, people say is how many people did you kill over there? Because he's actually said how many he did. And, and it's like, it's it's irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? And another thing, what people say to me, right? And it's always laddie lads, right? Yeah. That go. And again, I'm going to say it because I believe this pod should be honest, right? This is the exact conversation that I get from 95% of lads, especially when I speak to my work. They go, "Oh, I bet you ate all the fucking ragheads, don't you?" Right? That's what they say. Yeah. And the fact is, right? I don't. And no. for one, I don't call them ragheads, right? <clears throat> but one thing that when I was over there in Afghanistan, right, there was people that were trying to kill me and my friends day in, day out, right? But there was also people, and I want this to be clarified for the podcast, I also spent days and days giving little kids bottles of water, giving them sweets, giving them chocolate, giving them food, speaking to... I've never spoke about this before. I, I picked up a guy on the back of the Merc team, the medical emergency response team, and he was an Afghan local national. I've never told no one this. And uh, he came on to the back of the helicopter with his newborn baby wrapped in a bed sheet right and the baby had been born with the stomach on the outside of his body right right and in the uk it's quite a normal procedure so what they do is they cut the stomach up they cut the um chest open and basically just fucking push, push it push in. everything back in and sew it up and it sort of fucking fixes itself but in afghan that was a massive fucking deal right because they were miles and miles away from bastion well we had to fly them back i was gonna to, say like our yeah. hospitals were the only hospitals yeah like... so we had to fly this dad back to bastion and i sat there with this afghan national and held his hand he was probably probably it's fucking hell fucking got me talking about that then 
it was probably about my age now, probably about 31, and right. he was in tears, right, because his son was born in the most complicated way. Yeah. And I remember holding the dad's hand, he spoke no English, right? And I sat with him and said to him... In the back of military helicopter In the back of military helicopter, I had my rifle with me. I was going to say, with armed soldiers. Yeah, I had had my rifle on me, I had body armour, I had a helmet on, I had a pistol on my fucking leg, and I sat next to him and held his hand and I said, it's going to be all right, mate. And he was like... Like, basically, he was probably saying, what the fuck are you saying, you mad little bastard? Yeah. I don't know what you're saying to me. Are you telling me my kid's dying? And I put my arm around him and cuddled him for the half an hour flight back. Uh, and there was nothing else I could do, right? And I've got I've got goosebumps and I can feel myself fucking choking up talking yeah. about it now because I've never spoke about this. And I remember flying back and the medics were working on the baby and I was looking at the dad and he was just a fucking person. Yeah. And, like, I couldn't help him, like, on that journey back. Yeah, and like, you're was, not a surgeon. There was, there was nothing I could do for that baby other than tell the dad it was going to be all right, even if he didn't understand it, right? And the dad, when he got off, gave us a cuddle, right, and kissed us on my cheek and, and like, probably said thank you in, in his language when he walked off, right? But that's why it pisses me off when people say, don't you hate all them raggeds? Because he was technically a ragged that people class them as, yeah. right? He wore a turban, he was a fucking local national, and I fucking don't. No. Do you know what I mean? Because I had to be that, that man's fucking shoulder to cry on there because his newborn baby was potentially dying in front of him. And so when somebody says to me, don't you hate them all, I, I want to fucking just sit them down and say, here's a story for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Listen to this, right? This is what these raggeds are going and through. And I bet there's hundreds of those stories. Yeah, mate, I could tell you hundreds that we've done, yeah. right? And I feel like saying, listen to this ragged story. Do you know when you call someone that? And I just think, yeah. he's not. He's just a fucking person. And, like, if people could understand what you have to see there and how, when you go over, people say that we went to Afghanistan and we fucking wiped out villages and we killed innocent people. None of that fucking happened. Maybe it did at some point. Maybe there was an airstrike that went fucking wrong somewhere that I don't know of, right? So I don't quote me and say it never happened. It probably did. It's the fucking consequences of war and that's what happens when you're at a war. But... They were just fucking people. And they were just trying to do the exact same thing that we were doing and that we would do if, if our country was in a war zone. Yeah. We'd be dads, brothers, sisters, mums, cousins, all trying to fucking survive each day. Yeah. Watched a film last night on, on Netflix, and if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's called The Swimmers, and it's about the two Olympic, um, the Olympic swimmers that were in Syria, and they crossed over the border from Turkey to Greece on a fucking rubber dinghy. I think and, I've seen a clip of this. Yeah, and it was fucking heartbreaking. And it was only a couple of years ago it happened. They don't I'm believe that I'm can, not even seen The coach it. doesn't believe they can swim, does it? No, it doesn't. They doesn't, no. turn out to be champions. They turn out to be like fucking super swimmers. And they uh, won the refugee Olympic team in because um, the in Rio, they made the refugee Olympic team. Yeah, and, there was like a neutral flag. Yeah, and she yeah, won. Yeah, the girl yeah. won the swimming. And oh. when you see what people go through, and, and it hit me that last night, like thinking... I was part of that in Afghan. Do you know what I mean? And, and I don't... Do you know, do you know what... I know, I'm sorry this has turned into the Jord podcast, but do you know what fucking cuts me up every day is not knowing if that little fucking baby survived. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what yeah. I have to live with. So when people say, George fucking... George unsafe. George this. George that. George a fucking... Uh, a war-torn fucking hooligan yeah. and shit like that. It's fucking not because every fucking Christmas, I promise you now, every Christmas... I think about that little kid and I'm looking straight ahead of me now and there's a picture of my son 
on the windowsill yeah, there, yeah. probably three months old, which is the same age that that baby probably was. And I don't know if the baby survived. So when people say, oh, you must have fucking loved it over there, we were kicking doors down and shit, we weren't. We were just trying to fucking help people and we were just yeah, kids. Yeah. We were kids ourselves over there trying to fucking do something to make something right. Yeah. So when it goes back to racism, and I know I said it <clears throat> from about the corner shop, but this is where it goes back to. Do you know what I mean? It's like it takes a full full turn back. You look like you're about to start fucking crying. I, 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 uh, that story's like I can see it on your face as well. Like I've got a little boy as well, though. So like, and I mean, I I've don't have ki- like I don't have kids, and I've never different been story. Through, like yeah. I've never been through someone's birth or anything like so it that. Is, it doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter what the story's about with it. You mention a baby or a child with it. Doesn't matter if you've got a kid or you don't have. It, it, it's it home. So I think the home. thing for me is I've I've been in the back of a chinook, right? And they're not fucking comfy. It's not no. a cushy... It's not your fucking... Your Boeing Dreamliner on Emirates or anything. Like, it's a fucking scary, loud, rattly, well, shaky Well, if, if you want me to put you properly and in... And if there's fucking four, five blokes on there with fucking rifles and sidearms and... You get potentially being shot at. Well, it, I'll tell you exactly. Was it, to was put it you in, daytime or nighttime? It was uh, daytime, and I'll put you in exactly what happened, right? The full story. So when we landed, I ran off the back to secure the left yeah, side, yeah. left side from twelve till nine. A lad ran off and secured twelve till three, and then the other one went three to six and six till nine. So we had an all-round like uh, three sixty perimeter of fire protection, and the second we took off. The Taliban opened up, started firing um, AK-47 small arms fire, uh, 50 cal machine guns at the helicopter. And when we were in the hover, they were hitting the helicopter. You could hear the rounds hitting the helicopter. And we'd landed to pick up a fucking baby. Yeah. And the Taliban seen it as an opportunity to try and shoot us out the sky. Yeah. There was RPGs getting fired at the Chinook. And we took off and flew back. And at any point, one of them RPGs could have hit the helicopter. Yeah. Or a small... Fucking seven six two round could have came through could and wiped out. An could have gone through, gone through, gone through a window, gone yeah. through the back, hit me, hit the kid, hit the dad, and at that time none of that mattered. I blanked out all what was going on around us yeah. because I had to be the fucking support for that yeah. dad. And so when people, yeah, like you weren't a soldier at that point. No, you were a social worker. I was a fucking yeah. I, I was you were a, a counselor who didn't speak the language. Yeah, as well. but had to had to I comfort someone. Had to comfort someone with nothing but body language. So when people say these stories about what we've done over in Afghan, people should maybe listen to things like that. Yeah, and like see I'm that sure there probably were some dickheads who, like, because there's dickheads everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't go anywhere and like we've gone out in town before. Like, ninety-five percent of the people who are out in town are dickheads. But there's, you know, there are a few. It's my bro- It's the same thing about like my brother and my sister-in-law. They're both coppers, and you look at you know like obviously everything that's happened with the Met recently after Sarah Everard tragic like you know tragic offence that happened. But ninety-eight percent of the coppers that are out there are good, good people. Just fucking good people trying to do a job. And just keep the red down and not get stabbed at the end of the day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, like my brother's got a son, and you know he's got a newborn son. He's probably three weeks old or something. Uh, three weeks, three months old or something. And it's like, and he goes to work every day, and it's, 
you know, like, it's mad. It, and it's a similar sort of thing, like, it's just people trying to do a fucking job. Well, they sent us, they sent us to Afghan about two weeks after my 18th birthday. Mm. And probably six weeks later, I was on the back of that helicopter supporting that fella with his child that was basically dying in front of him. No word of a lie, I hadn't even had my first legal drink in the UK. Yeah. Like, I hadn't even been out because I was doing pre-deployment training to go to Afghanistan. So I hadn't gone out at 18 to have a fucking drink with the boys. Just a kid yourself? I was just a kid. And then I had to be a fucking mentor and a social worker at this fella. Fucking hell. Like... So that's why it really fucking annoys me when people say, like, they give us a bad name. And then they wonder why. Ignorance, again. Yeah. Totally. yeah. It is. Just it is. ignorance. 100%. Just pure ignorance. Yeah. But they wonder why people have these little blips. And, like, your temper can rise and your temper can fall. And But... What I'd say to these people, 18, right? Man, what I'd, what I'd say to these people is, if you're going to slate us and you want to talk bad about us, I know this sounds corny as fuck, but walk a fucking mile than our shoes in the desert in Afghanistan, getting shot at. Being, you know, the helicopter I was on, the the um, Mert team helicopter, was the most targeted helicopter in any conflict ever. Yeah. By by the Taliban, it was the most highest possession that they could have shot down. Yeah. And I was on there at eighteen. The biggest target in the sky. They so, are fucking huge as well. Like. They are, and they're not very fucking fast. No. So before you all start pulling people apart and and like slagging people and saying they've done this and done that, try fucking just, doing it. Do you know what I mean? what? I just think it's like... I just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know my opinion on pretty much everything. It's just fucking live and let live. You know, like it's... Unless it it's dreams. Huh? Unless it's about dreams, then you have you don't have much. Well, yeah, I don't have much experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got, it's got no experience there. Poor lad, only had his fucking first one yesterday. Oh, true, had two. Oh, had two, yeah. two, two. What about his ex? And what about his toothbrush? So it join, was so weird about my toothbrush as well. Join us next week to find out what Callum's dreamt about then. <laughs> well, I think uh, oh, I think hell. I think we've covered quite think, a good few I things. I think there. I need to go and have a cry. <laughs> yeah, and a sleep. Yeah. Right, so yeah, well, thanks for listening. We've had me, George, Callum, and Craig on tonight. So thanks for coming in, Craig. Give a, give Craig a little follow on on the socials and that Craig Riley music. music Craig everything. Riley music on everything. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. I don't use Twitter. Add him on a Snapchat. Add him on yeah, Snapchat. Add him on Snapchat. See where he is. Yeah, mate. Have you got Snap? You like? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, fucking shout. Right, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Ta-ra.